Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. The economy in Canada and, you know, in my mind, covering all the, the advances Canada has made to make economic ties around the world and all those trips the prime ministers made and the focus on branching out and the global economy. And now we have the Chinese election interference story and has put the spotlight on just how tough it is to put together a political strategy, national security, national interest, and then also expand your trade. Because after we have got rid of and sent a diplomat back home to China, we are hanging, embracing ourselves for some kind of retaliation. A lot of that could be economic already. As I mentioned in the tease, lobster fishermen are worried that their industry, which has really been growing and especially with a Chinese market, and they've been enjoying it for several years. Is that all going away? And how do you reach out, but also protect yourself? Joining us is Andreas Schotter, Associate Professor of International Business at Western University's Ivy Business School. Andreas, good afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, good afternoon. It's a pleasure. It's an important topic to me, too. It really is. Andreas, here we are, you know, it's always been about um, expanding and now it's about protecting. We've seen this before. We saw it as we were trying to come up with the new NAFTA. All of a sudden, uh, Canadians went, wow, we took all all the free trade for granted with America. And then we had to go into it with the nitty gritty. And now we're learning more about our economic tentacles with China. And this is serious business. Andreas, how much of a big deal is this to you? I think it's the right thing to do. We need to protect our uh, national interests and interference is never good. Um, uh, prior to my academic career that I started seven years ago, I was a long time in the industry and uh, amongst other jobs, I was a regional CEO for a large manufacturing business with three factories in China, mainland China. And uh, to be, and, and I've done a lot of China research. At the time, I saw China as the wild east. I was, I would say, today perhaps a bit <laughs> naive. That was uh, the uh, uh, you know post Deng Xiaoping period. Uh, Jiang Zemin was president at the time, and everything was open. Everything was a go as long as the Chinese was uh, wealthier tomorrow than, or better off to, tomorrow than they would be today. Everything was good. I have a very different perspective at this right now. I think, uh, and I don't agree often with our prime minister yeah. and the government there, <laughs> the current government, and it's not a political perspective, it's just a factual perspective. I think it's 100% the right uh, thing to do. Will there be retaliation? Likely, how big would that be? Yeah, they buy again North England lobster instead of PEI lobster or you know or Nova Scotia lobster. This may happen, but uh, I don't think the, the, uh, the price to pay uh, you know is too high to not to make such a move for independence. 
we are a free and independent country in Canada, and we need to defend this. And this has become mm-hmm. so much more difficult about over the last few years with rising nationalism around the world. Uh, I think it's absolutely correct. You had to do it, and and it's 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 uh, so bang on as you said. The Wild East—that's the way it was. How does it feel? I mean, when you look and we look at lessons learned here on how different the reality is, because it was it was all about the possibility of it, this engagement, economic engagement. And now, did we make a mistake there? Or overreach, maybe, is a better word. So about five, six years ago, I actually gave a TV radio interview, and I said that uh, the government was not sophisticated enough with this approach to particular China as uh, uh, a diverse, diversification of trade away from the United States. Today, this seems to be like a blessing. I still think that we are joined at the hips of the United States uh, more than we have ever been. You know, you can, of course, look at certain numbers. It might not be the case, but in reality, it is. You look at the uh, current investment uh Deals that the that U.S. government creates that forces the Canadian government to to basically match investment uh, support, like in the case of the BW plant in St. Thomas, Ontario. Mm-hmm. So yes, we need to split. But look at other things. I was very positive about the CETA deal, the which uh, the Canada European Trade Agreement, and this was fantastic at the beginning. But look how mm-hmm. much cheese have we moved since? We haven't moved much. So when you look at what actually tangibly came out of the deal, nothing. Mm-hmm. And that's the part they have to be much better. We have lots of trading partners that are willing to trade with us, right, to have a more intensive relationship, and they can move services and products across borders. Yeah, China might not be the place right now to look at to push it, but other countries are. But we are very complacent in Canada. This linkage to the United States is just so convenient. And I see very, very little happening beyond, uh, you know, going basically with a product or service to the South or accepting investment from the South in into uh, Canada. All right. I'm going to ask you on that, though. You know, if you talk about having your eyes open as we saw Russia invade Ukraine and we saw all the mm-hmm. supply chains crash. Then we started to ask around the world in the way, wow, is it such a good idea to be doing business with our foes? And there there we had lessons learned. And then now we have this this Chinese experience. Mm. You seem to be saying we are complacent maybe and we just take advantage of the great mm. market in the United States. But isn't there also concern doing business with allies? It seems to be a good idea because they might not want to make you freeze in the winter. No, I, I think it's a great uh, opportunity uh, for us, and we should do that more. And, we, you know, as part of my research, we see, you know, some of the executives I'm working with for my research, they talk about deglobalization. I don't think we see a deglobalization. We see a reglobalization. Mm-hmm. But we see a move away from global value chains to regional ones that are more complex, right? That's what we're seeing all around the world, be it Southeast Asia, be it, uh, in a way, mm-hmm. in the African and European continent itself, yeah, or be it North America, for that matter, right? So that's a good thing for us. Plus, products that are happening today, products and services, do not require this complicated global value chain disaggregation anymore. Regional is fine. And we can play a role here. The only pro- problem is that our trading partner, South of the Canadian border, so the United States is so darn 
powerful, right? And I'm worried about that we are losing to a certain extent our economic freedom because President Biden has not rolled back America first from Trump, if at all. No, I mean it is, and yeah, and that has yeah, and that has been such a big, big, huge part of America, and it seems it's a nonpartisan. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend. 